you can stay seated. I've got several scriptures we want to read this morning. Hebrews chapter 12. And we'll go to Hosea 8, Jeremiah 50, and Joshua 4. We're bouncing all over the place this morning. But Hebrews 12 and 5 says, And have you forgotten, this is in the NLT, And have you forgotten the encouraging words God spoke to you as his children? He said, My child, don't make light of the Lord's discipline, and don't give up when he corrects you. Hosea 8 and 14 in the King James says, For Israel hath forgotten his maker. Jeremiah says in Jeremiah 50 and 6, My people hath been lost sheep. Their shepherds have caused them to go astray, and they have turned them away on the mountains. They have gone from mountain to hill, and they have forgotten their resting place. And then Joshua 4, again, this is in the NLT. Joshua 4 and 1 says, When all the people had crossed the Jordan, the Lord said to Joshua, Now choose twelve men, one from each tribe. Tell them, take twelve stones from the very place where the priests are standing, in the middle of the Jordan. Carry them out and pile them up at the place where you will camp tonight. So Joshua called together the twelve men he had chosen, one from each of the tribes of Israel. He told them, go into the middle of the Jordan, in front of the ark of the Lord your God. Each of you must pick up one stone and carry it out on your shoulder. Twelve stones in all, one for each of the twelve tribes of Israel. We will use these stones to build A memorial. In the future, your children will ask you, What do these stones mean? Then you can tell them, They remind us. They remind us that the Jordan River stopped flowing when the Ark of the Lord's Covenant went across. These stones will stand as a memorial among the people of Israel forever. So the men did as Joshua had commanded them. And they took twelve stones from the middle of the Jordan River, one for each tribe, just as the Lord had told Joshua. They carried them to the place where they camped for the night and constructed the memorial there. Today, just for a little while, I want to ask the question, have you forgotten? Have you forgotten? Can we go to the Lord in prayer right now? Lord, we love you today. God, we thank you so much for your spirit that is in this place. God, I pray right now that your anointing would rest upon me. God, anoint these feeble lips of clay. God, this is your word today. God, I pray that it would go forth and touch the lives of your people. God, and today we give you all the glory and all the honor and praise. And we ask it all in the wonderful name of Jesus. Amen. Sixteen days ago, we reflected on the 14th year mark since the tragedy that is forever in our minds, and that is the attacks of 9-11. It was a day we will never, ever forget. It seemed to take the breath from the American people. As a young man of 12 years of age, I did not really know what the World Trade Center towers were. I did not know the impact it would have on us as a nation. 
In fact, I didn't understand much of anything at all, which is why I was at school the day that it happened. We see every year the posts and comments that go on that day about where we were the day devastation struck America the Beautiful. I know it does not matter to you, but I was in morning devotion at Life Christian Academy. As a student ran in the back doors late for school and began telling all of the guys in the eighth grade what had just taken place. We were shortly dismissed where I was sitting in Texas history. And they wheeled a monitor in with the good old rabbit ears. And we were watching the news as the second plane crashed into the Twin Towers. Even though it was 14 years ago, I will never ever forget some of the images that I saw that day. I will never forget some of the things that I heard that day. These moments are branded in my mind. We all know where we were. We all know what we were doing. It was one moment in time that we have a saying for it every time this time of year comes around. We will never forget. When something is important to us, we do not tend to forget it. We are wise not to forget our anniversary. We are wise not to forget some people's birthday. Because it is important to us and it is important to them. So we remember. We can remember the day we got married. We can remember our children's birthdays. Some of us can tell you what it was like that moment the doctor placed that precious baby in your arms. You can tell us their weight and their length. Because it was an important moment. A moment you will never forget because it meant so much to you. They write it down in notebooks. They share it with others and they will even post it on Facebook because it was that important. But unfortunately, no matter how much we wish it were not true today, there are things and moments and places and much more that has been forgotten. Many things have been forgotten because they were not really that important. Many things have been forgotten just because of time. But there have been some things that it is a tragic moment. It is a tragic time. That we have forgotten. The tragedy of a forgotten word. The tragedy of a forgotten place. The tragedy of a forgotten God. We pulled from several places in scripture where people forgot. They weren't necessarily all bad people. They just forgot. Our first three scriptures are dealing with forgetting. But our text in Joshua 4 has a plan, a plan that will only work with obedience, discipline, sacrifice and remembrance. He said, we will use these stones to build a memorial. A memorial is something designed to preserve a memory. In the future, your children will ask, what do these stones mean? Then you can tell them, they remind us. They are here for a reminder. I know you can't remember because you were young. I know you might not have even been here yet. But they are here to remind us. 
that the Jordan River stopped flowing when the Ark of the Lord's Covenant went across. You see, God knew a little something about our minds. He knew we are forgetful people, so He said, build a memorial. Build something that will never allow you to forget. Build something so strong and sturdy and place it right in the middle, right where it cannot be hidden. And I want you to build it as a memorial so that you can remember, so that you can tell your children, so that you can tell your grandchildren this is what happened. Build it right in the middle because if it's built on the sidelines, it might get passed by with no questions. But if you put it right smack dab in the middle, people will walk by this way again. And when they do, you will tell your children. You can't expect your children to understand it. If your memorials are built somewhere, your children will never go. Well, I thought that pastor would tell them. No, you should be... You should not be reinforcing and preaching at home what pastor is preaching at church. But pastor should be reinforcing and preaching at church what you are preaching at home. You tell your children. When they come by this way again, you tell your children. These stones tell us of where God has brought us from. These stones tell us of God's faithfulness in tough times. These stones tell us that God is always on time and he will deliver. No wonder the word of God said in Deuteronomy 32 and 7. Remember, remember the days of old. Consider the years of many generations. Ask thy father and he will show thee. Thy elders and they will tell thee. Deuteronomy 4 and 23 says, Take heed unto yourselves, lest ye forget. Take heed unto yourselves, lest ye forget the covenant of the Lord your God, which he made with you. Guard, that word take heed means to guard, protect, keep watch over, preserve yourself. So you do not forget or what the word in the Hebrew and the Greek means to ignore. You want to know how to forget something. You simply ignore it long enough and you will forget it. We often remember our tragedies, but forget our triumphs. We remember the doubts, but we forget the destiny we remember our failures, but we forget we have a father who is faithful and just to forgive. He goes on to say, so be careful not to break the covenant of the Lord your God has made with you. Do not make idols of any shape or form for the Lord your God has forbidden this. The Lord your God is a devouring fire. He is a jealous God. Verse 25 says in the future when you have children. And grandchildren and have lived in the land a long time. You see, when you have been there for a long time, sometimes you just simply forget. Which is why he says, be careful, guard it, protect it, so you do not ignore it or forget it. 
Do not corrupt yourselves by making idols of any kind. This is evil in the sight of the Lord. You see, they have what they call the decay theory. If information is not retrieved and rehearsed, it will eventually be lost. This is why we must pray every day. This is why we need to be in the Word every day. This is why every day we need to tell it to everybody we see. We need to rehearse it. We need to live it. We need to practice it. When we wake up in the morning, it needs to be the first thing coming out of our mouth. When we lay our head down at night, it ought to be the last thing that comes out of our mouth. We ought to constantly be quoting scripture. We ought to constantly have a spirit of prayer about us that says, you know what? I can't forget this. If I don't talk about it, I'm going to forget it. If I don't live it every day, I'm going to forget it. If I don't tell it to my kids, we're going to forget it. If I don't tell it to everybody I see, we're going to forget it. You see, and they also have what they call a proactive interference. This is when an old memory makes it more difficult or impossible to remember a new memory. They have what they call retroactive interference, which occurs when new information interferes with your ability to remember previously learned information. They have what they call failure to store. Sometimes losing information has less to do with forgetting and more to do with the fact that it never made it into the long-term memory in the first place. How many of you are forgetful people? You say, there's just things that I just sometimes forget. I have to have a calendar and a list. It's just part of the forgetting process. But they said, first in the sensory stage, then in short-term memory, and ultimately some memories make it to long-term memory. Because there is no need for us to maintain everything in our brain. The different stages of human memory function as sort of a filter that helps protect us from the flood of information that we're confronted with on a daily basis. So our minds are going through everything every day, choosing what is important and what is not important. Our mind is just saying, well, well you can forget this, but you need to remember this, which is why it is so important that this mind be in me, which was also in Christ Jesus. Because if he thinks it's important, then I need to think it's important. Short-term memory is where you can read off a phone number and quickly dial it before you forget. It only becomes long-term memory when it is repeated and rehearsed and driven into the brain as important information. Your brain, for the most part, will decipher through things it thinks is necessary. And, and it will remember things. And it will also forget things. But for something to be a long-term memory, there has to be repetitiveness. There has to be a living out of what has been before you. The day we stop preaching holiness is the day we begin a road that leads us to forgetting. Without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. 
The day we stop quoting here, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, is the day we have put confusion into our children. I have been around people all throughout this, this last week and, and the last several months. People who have walked away from truth. People who sat on pews of our elders who heard messages preached about this day we live. Warnings and cautions and signs pointing them away from danger. They told them avoid the very thing that they are living in right now and they think it is normal. They, 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 they ignored those danger signs. They, they forgot the caution signs. Yet it was just not important for them to repeat and live it out. It was not important enough to be placed in their long-term memory. And so the tragedy of a forgotten God, of a forgotten place, a forgotten message has begun to take place. How does it happen? Don't they remember that one Sunday night? Don't they remember where God has brought them from? Don't they remember the day God filled them with the Holy Ghost? Or have they chosen to ignore it? Or have they just simply forgotten? Have they forgotten about the three words that can transform their family? Have they forgotten about the power of a saving hope? Have they forgotten the decisions that determine their destiny? The saving power of a staying power. He is not afraid of our mess. The danger of only seeing what is near. Have they forgotten that there is a promise greater than our problem? What are all these cute little one-liners you are given, Brother Landon? They are not one-liners. They are all messages from our pastor. They are messages that you can go to greaterlifechurch.blogspot.com and listen to today. They are messages that God gave to our pastor, and through his mouth they entered into your hearts. Have you forgotten, or has it been too long that you just simply can't remember? Was it not impactful enough to change you? Did it not brand a memory in your mind that you will never forget it? Does it seem like eternity, or does it seem like yesterday? There is something tragic about forgetting a word. There is something so tragic about forgetting the warnings our pastor has given. There's something tragic about forgetting what it takes to be saved. And just saying, you know what, time has just kind of caught up with me. I, I don't really know what's going on. I, I don't know what's going on in our world. I don't even know what's going on in my own home. Yes, I understand we are to forget the things which are behind and press towards the mark. And that's a great scripture we can all quote. But what happens when we have forgotten the encouraging word God has spoken to us as children, as he said in Hebrews? What happens when Israel hath forgotten his maker, as it said in Hosea? What happens when we forget our resting place, as it said in Jeremiah? What happens when we forget the sacrifice the offering, the praise, the altar, the prayer room, the worship. What happens when we forget the word and the anointing and the glory and the spirit? And it is replaced with memories of that one time we were hurt. That one time someone offended us. 
or, or were reminded of, of the hype and the sugar-coated relevant teaching and the comfort of the pews. Have we forgotten that there is only one Lord, one faith, and one baptism? Have we forgotten that we are to worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness? Have we forgotten that you must be born with water and the Spirit or you cannot see or enter the kingdom? Now we can think it however we want to think it. But the last time I looked in the dictionary, the word cannot means no. Nada. Ain't going to happen. Sorry. No, no, and no. In fact, in John 3 and verse 3, when Jesus is speaking to Nicodemus, he said, Except a man be born again, he cannot. Or what the Greek word there says, dunamai. Which means he won't be strong enough to see the kingdom of God. He won't be capable of seeing the kingdom of God. It's uncertain that he will be able to see the kingdom of God. So Nicodemus responds and thinks, well, he said that there might be a chance. It's just a slim chance, but just maybe. So I'm going to dig a little deeper. So he asked the question, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time and do his mother's womb and be born? So this time... Jesus says, well, obviously he didn't get the picture the first time, so I'm going to paint it a little clearer this time. He says, verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of the water and of the spirit, he cannot. It's the same word, but in the Greek here, it's O-U, which is pronounced you. Absolutely negative. No, not a chance. Enter the kingdom of of God. So if Jesus says no, who am I to say yes? Have we forgotten the promise is to our children? Have we forgotten to tell our children of the promise? Tuesday night, Brother Zuniga, who pastors there in Tennessee, was speaking at General Conference and he said something that stirred me. He said, I fear we have a church that is miles wide but only an inch deep. We must remember. We must repeat. And we must rehearse. God, I don't want to forget your blood. I don't want to forget the altar. I don't want to forget your anointing. If you have ever loved this truth, you better love it now. And if you have ever needed to stand, you need to stand now. I want you to go back with me. Try to remember that day. Go way back to the very first time Jesus found you. Some of you was many years ago. Some of you it was just a a short time ago. For some of you it was on a wooden pew. Not like anything we have today. Some of you it happened in a tent service. Some of you, it happened when you came up out of the water. Some of you, it happened in the prayer room at a service. Some some of you, it happened just in your own living room with mom and dad right there. If it was right then, it's right now. If it was wrong then, it's wrong now. I don't care how much the time has changed. If anything, that's all the more reason we should not change. 
If men who prayed and fasted and wept and bled and sweat and grieved and fought for our rights and liberty and this truth, then who in the world am I to tamper with the foundation that they built? Because I can promise you, I have not prayed a prayer like a James Kilgore prayed. I can promise you I have not spent time fasting like a G.T. Haywood fasted. We have people today who are following men who haven't opened up a Bible in three years. We have people today who are walking away from truth because they haven't spoken in tongues for months. We live in a generation that does not love the truth. They like living a lie. Second Thessalonians 2 and 10 says, And with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish because they received not the love of the truth that they might be saved and for this cause God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie that they all might be damned who believe not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Have we forgotten those warning signs? Have we followed a truth because it looked so real? It felt so real. It's almost what I believed. My wife went to a doctor a few months ago, and it's a doctor that she has gone to since she was a little kid, and when she got there, he's a Muslim doctor, and he began to talk to her, and she said every time she's gone in there, he's just talked to her about her faith and just wants to, you know, just just say something to her about it, and she said he's never one time pushed anything on me, which is why I don't know why he decided to do it on this day. But he, he, he began to badger her about how, you know, he believed that Christ walked the earth, but he didn't believe that he was Savior. He said that, that only God is Savior. And she said, well, who do you think God is? And, you know, they got in this, this little quarrel and this debate. And he goes on to say that he didn't believe that Jesus was God and that, that you know, all this stuff. And, and that he believed that Allah was God and, and all this stuff. And she said, you truly believe that? And he said, I don't believe it. I know it. And she said it convicted her so much to say, you know what, how many times do we, when we're talking to somebody, well, this is what I believe. This is what I believe. I, I live it because I believe it. No, you better, you better live it because you know it. Every time you come into this place, you say, you know what, I can't forget because I know it's real. I can't forget because I know I've experienced the power of God. I, I can't stop telling people because I know that it's the truth. I'm going to tell it with everyone I know. I'm going to rehearse it every day. I'm going to practice it every chance I get. I know without a shadow of a doubt that what I believe is real. It's not a delusion. It's a truth. It's not something I'm following, hoping that I might get somewhere one day. I know that there's a place for me in glory. I know that if I live my life according to his word, I'm going to get somewhere someday. The Bible goes on to say that they all might be damned. Have we forgot those warning signs? Have we forgotten the messages that have been preached 
warning us, hey, there's going to come a day where somebody's going to try to pull you away. There's going to come a day where somebody's going to try to get you to believe something else. There's going to come a day where somebody's going to say, hey, it don't take all of that. We've heard the warnings, but then somebody comes years later and says, hey, it don't take all that. Oh, it doesn't take all of that. Well, I guess I'll just believe them. Did we not hear the warning? Did we forget the messages that were preached from an anointed pulpit, from an anointed man of God that come forth and said, you better straighten up. You better walk that straight and narrow way. You better live a holy lifestyle. You better be born again by water and of the spirit if you plan on making it to heaven. Have we forgotten that it takes all of that? Have we just been in this land so long that it's just it's just custom to come in and lift our hands in worship and get that pretty word from pastor and go home and feel all better about ourselves? Or was there something so life-changing at that altar that said, you know what, I can take you back to that one spot at the altar. That day I lifted my hands and I laid it all down. Every problem that I had, everything I was facing, I have not forgotten that moment. It was important enough for me that in my mind I built a memorial. In my mind I put that yellow string around that tree and I was saying this cannot be taken away. This is not going to be removed from my mind. It meant so much to me I'll never forget it. I'll never forget that day that I came up out of the water and God washed all of my sins away. God saved me from a, a drunken home. God saved me from an addiction. God saved me from a messed up relationship. I'll never forget. I'll never forget. I'll never forget. Please reconsider before walking away. Please remember what our memorials are for. Please tell your kids. Please tell your kids. Tell your young people. Our kids need to know more than David killed the giant pickle. Our kids need to know more than Daniel in the tiger's den. Go ask them. Go ask them to tell you some simple Bible stories and see the answers that you get. We've, we've placed half-truths in their minds and we expect them to just come up with it on their own and just get it. How shall they hear without a preacher? Or in the Landon version, how shall they hear without a mama and a daddy? How shall they hear without a saint of God sitting down and saying, look, we've got to get on this road together. Look, there's more stories in this Bible than just cool heroes that you like to clap for in Sunday school. That there is truth and there is life in this word and you need to get a hold of it. If you've got to read it to them and make, make it make sense to them, then do whatever you've got to do. But we have got to tell our children. Remind me today, O oh God, of messages I have forgotten. Messages that could have saved me a lot of heartache. God, remind me of my vows today that I not only made to you, but before you. Vows I made to my wife. Vows I made to my children. Vows I made to my church. Remind me today, God, of that water. Remind me today, God, of what that anointing feels like. Take us back, O oh God. We like to sing a song, Jesus, I'll never forget what you've done for me. Jesus, I'll never forget how you set me free. Jesus, I'll never forget how you brought me out. Jesus, I'll never forget. No, never. But how many of us have forgotten?
perhaps we just ignored it. Or perhaps time just decayed those memories from our mind. And we wish we could go back and remember what it felt like. If some of us could feel it again, I promise you it would turn your life around drastically. Oh God, I I humble myself today. I've allowed myself to become so busy. Not bad, just busy. I have allowed myself to be too comfortable. I have ignored it. I have forgotten it. It's just been so long. Can we stand all across this place? You say, how can I redeem myself? Build memorials. Build memorials that will get your kids asking questions. And teach them what you were taught. Later on in 2 Thessalonians, he said, Therefore, brethren, stand fast and hold the traditions which you have been taught. Beyond the truth. Beyond what you know. You see, there are things we have forgotten or discredited because it is not a law. Because it is not written in black or white. Or words written in red. But he said hold the traditions. You have been taught. Whether by word or our epistle. Colossians 2 and 8 says beware lest any man spoil you. Through philosophy and vain deceit. After the tradition of men. Not the tradition you were taught. But the tradition of men. He said hold the traditions of what you have been taught. Man says it's not important anymore. But what were you taught? Man says if it feels good then do it. But what were you taught? Man says you don't have to be born again of water and the spirit. All you have to do is believe. But what were you taught? I tell our young people all the time that people that are looking for answers will will, will just, is this a heaven or hell issue? Or, or, or does it take all of that? And I don't see a scripture that says I can't do this. Or I don't see a scripture that says I can't. I tell them all the time, I don't see a scripture that that tells me if I pulled a gun out and shot my foot that it's not going to hurt me. I've looked in my Bible, I can't find it anywhere. But some things are just common sense. Some things we need to look at and say, you know what, I was taught this would hurt me. I was taught this would lead me down a way that I'm not supposed to go. I was taught better than this. Remember and hold on to those things you were taught. The Bible says, doth not nature itself teach you? Well, well, it's not a law. It's, it's not written in the river. But you were taught. Don't forget those things you were taught. Hold on to those traditions you were taught.
I know I'm a young man, but I long for the days that I, I can remember as a child. And I know that it's probably painted with a glass that looks probably prettier than you can remember it. But as a kid, I can remember prayer meetings. I can remember revivals. I can remember sitting in a prayer room beside my dad before service. Hearing the elders of our church pray. Hearing the young men of our church pray. I can go back as far as I can remember. And I can remember being in a prayer room. I can remember being in an altar. I can remember having prayer in our living room as a family. But have we forgotten? I've never been more stirred in my life for our world, for my loved ones. Have we forgotten? Did we build our memorials somewhere else and now we have kids that have not walked by our memorials? They don't know the sacrifices that have been given. They don't know the prices that our elders have paid because they've went a different way. Oh, I pray today that there are some people in this place that wants to be reminded today. God, take me back to that message Brother Hughes preached. Oh, back in 2007. That message that turned my family around. God, I don't want to forget it. I open these altars today for anyone that is hungry. Anyone that is longing to build a memorial today for your kids, for your grandkids. God, I'm sorry, Lord, that I've walked away. God, I'm sorry that I've set some things to the side. God, it's not about what man has said. It's not about what man has believed, God. It's about what I know is true. Some of you have let go of convictions that you had a long time ago because man said it wasn't necessary. Oh, remember what you were taught today. Oh, pick those things up today and say, you know what? I need to apply that back to my life. I need to I need to rehearse that again. I need to get it into my memory again. Without holiness no man shall see the Lord. My children must be born of water and of the Spirit. I've got to teach them that here, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Oh get it in our mind today. God Lord, we don't want to forget what you've done. We don't want to forget the price you paid. Oh, remind me today, God, of that anointing. Remind me of what it feels like, oh God, when you speak through me. Oh, remind me, oh God, of what it's like to see my children at an altar. With hands lifted and surrendered.